0: Russell Brand Radio X, X. podcast. Podcast time, your Podcast. This is the Russell Brand Radio X podcast. It's starring Russell Brand and Matt Morgan and Mr. G. There's three men just coping with life best they can. Did you enjoy the show, Matt? Yes. Any personal highlights?
1: Your dog fucking cushions. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> Mr. G,
0: did you... Is there any moments that stayed with you? It was a hell of a poem you, this week.
2: You, wow, all that talk about urination. I really wanted to go to the toilet. Uh, it will bring it, was, it on. It was sloshing, splashing, all that stuff. And now for the first time
0: in broadcasting, we're trying to capture the sound of
2: sneeze. Just trying
0: to capture it in all its glory. No, no, it's gone. It's gone back up. It's gone back up my pile. All right, well, have a listen to the radio show and then we'll be back to talk you we'll down. meet
1: you around the back. To apologise.
0: Sorry about this. Just enjoy it. Just let this flow into your ears. Don't try and clog your little lugsies up with waxy woo. Just let it flow in. That's right. Sit still. Oh, God. Put your trousers down. Come on. What are you waiting for?
3: Radio X. Russell Brand.
0: Oh, Yes. No need for sex words, no need for F words or M words, or any of those saucy type of words. Not for the next couple of hours, because you are, will be listening to, in fact you are now already, me, Russell Brand, on Radio X. And that's, in a way, why I've selected this man who was called Exhibit. Do you remember him? Of course you don't, you're too young, are you? Well then why are you listening to this show? Finally, a forum where all of the genders, all of them, notice I said all of them, all of the colours, all of them, notice I said all of them, can come together together. Finally, as one, not like some of the divisive sects we've been involved with over recent weeks. Yes, on the Russell Brand show, you're all welcome. We're going to be talking about impending Armageddon. <laughs> We're going to be
1: talking why about why don't you ride the beat? I was right, yeah, to talk over now. you got to like go with the flow, oh, go you just over the beat.
0: Stammery. It's like a stammery nan. Rap. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, listen, don't start talking to me about rap. I'm not on XFM. You're very lucky that we're even allowed to <laughs> use Exhibit on the, Radio X, Radio X. Um, because, uh, listen, all right, thanks for listening, guys and uh, ladies and anyone, really. What are you, a little child in the back of your parents' car now, looking listlessly out the window, thinking, are these my real parents? Perhaps they are, perhaps they ain't. Who's to say and who cares? Today, I'm your daddy now. It's me, <laughs> Russell Brand on Radio X. It's yeah. time to say hello to your birth mother, Matt Morgan. Are <laughs> <laughs> <Hello, laughs> you alright, mate? Darlings. Hello, dear. We're like a family now, aren't we? Um, we always were, weren't we? Yeah, I suppose so. A broken, disruptive and a twisted one. Mr. G's over there is already putting this stuff into rhyme. You alright, mate? Yeah, real, real good. We all had a nice time together, didn't we, when we came together as one under the banner of the Matt Morgan Appreciation Society.
1: Not entirely one.
0: What do you mean? How many were we? I was
1: the... Main focus. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that was if, if there was a flaw in the event, it was that. I mean we're, my there disciples. We... <laughs> I knew he'd start using that term. I knew he would. We were at the Cavendish Arms in South London. Lovely spread, lovely spread. Nice free gifts. I got there hours before anybody. I was there way ahead doing a lot of organisation. I moved I, if actually without me, I don't think the event would have started on time. I was linking to the talent who was on his way in a car, Matt Morgan, I use the term
1: ironically, and uh, I'm making sure that there were drinks ready. You were shouting at people. Yeah, you were. I did do some yeah. shouting. No, I wasn't there, but I heard tell, tell of a man who arrived. I went, this isn't good enough. <laughs> 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 there, you go in there. <laughs> and then I suppose, it was it a bit shambolic?
0: Well, what it was, mate, is they were all in the bar ordering drinks, a big cluster, and you should have seen, I yeah, arrived there, yeah. El Nordico was there in a sort of a golden sort of Velcro helmet. Yeah. El Nordico, the the, the belly-bouncing the wrestler. wrestler from yeah. whom we got. He was the doorman. Yeah. And then there were all sorts of people just sort of scattered outside like human detritus. I didn't know what to make of it all. And then I went inside. Surprising number of people looked like they had their lives together, actually. Because the face I had on on arriving was the way I act when I'm visiting perhaps a treatment centre or a, or a
1: refugee centre for yeah. people in great crisis. But like some people... They were lovely some, and were funny. Brilliant. A lot of them are funny, brilliant. nice, good, solid. Fan base,
0: <laughs> <laughs> it was a really actually spectacular and special night. I really enjoyed how
1: you, our- you made them all go in one room, which I think was good because it had yeah. the vibe of a sort of surprise, surprise party. party. Yeah, and then we were on stage, we asked, we answered questions, we sort of
2: it was great. The best question made videos. The best question was when they asked Matt, They said, Um, uh, you always say four more years, what about 40 more years? And then Matt just had to go. Yes, I think we can keep this going for 40 more years. (laughs) Yeah,
1: where would we be in 40 years?
0: It was a really wonderful evening. It was a great deal of joy and it made me feel very, very connected to all of you. Why were you
1: trying to get them to close the bar? Someone said to me, you were so lovely and you did photos of everyone. Not like Russell, who was heard. You went into the bar and went, shut the bar, don't give them any more drinks.
0: (laughs) It was simply to organise people because like, they wouldn't go into their correct paddocks. Now, I like people to be <laughs> in their correct paddock. People, different dogs was in the wrong baskets. Now, that's your basket. You get in that basket. That one's touching Nanny's tablets. I had to move them around. They weren't being where I needed to be because you were arriving. You were 10 minutes away. I goes, you don't know what to oh, This speak. was, this at, the standing this at, was a at the end. This was at the end. Oh, yeah, to... no, that was just being controlling for the sake of it. By the end of it, I just got into a bit of a rhythm of controlling everyone. And uh, I thought I was very gracious. I sat there while they brought out that. That ridiculous black cake with—that uh, was actually a very nice black cake with the four of Amazing. us. Yeah. It was me, you, G, and was it Cocky locky or was it Noel Gallagher?
1: It Noel Gallagher. No.
0: He looked like a poor desperate. I, I, I bit actually of had to leave the, the cake there because I couldn't
1: carry it; it was too heavy.
0: They did a very, very, very good job. I was very impressed with all of them. And what it made me realise is this radio show, in all of its incarnations, across the various networks, most of which is banned from now, has produced some wonderful content over the years. The top ten moments was absolutely
1: terrific, yeah. wasn't it, Matt? We put, I think they will be online.
0: Well, we let's put, put it online and retweet it. it. Pin Pin, I really, you know, it's nice to see that that's still causing people <laughs> such great pleasure. People <laughs> are still riding high on the pleasure of Pin Pin. I had during. a really good time and I... You nearly cried at one bit. Did I? You tried to tell everyone that to reach for the hero inside himself. She started oh, doing a speech.
1: No, I forgot about that. I was a bit drunk. You were too drunk. <laughs> I didn't I start pro- doing a speech. Someone said... Didn't someone... Nunchmere everyone was started. having a
0: nice time it was perfectly pleasant and then Matt said guys I want to take this opportunity to deliver a speech and he acted like he was Martin Luther King for the geek world and I just went listen we can all do this we're all strange in our own private ways and his little trousers were slipping down behind him and his <laughs> nervous little fans were twitching and sweating <laughs> about the place <laughs> drinking at their sugary booze substitutes I mean it, it was uh, no it was, a, it was a wonderful speech what's actually. it because
1: like you just get annoyed. Everyone drinking booze don't yeah. no
0: I like them to have a good booze up, but they've got to be in their paddock at the correct moment go you in the wrong baskets I like yeah. it that some people turned up in silvery jackets to commemorate a time that Matt Morgan uh, in Los Angeles got swept up in the entourage lifestyle that I was living in, and bought himself a sort of a silvery spaceman jacket and people had, people had clung to that was that was so
1: expensive
0: I don't what was really that remember that brand? it was like jacket. some
1: what was it you bought Lindberg. yourself a silvery
0: Limburg. Yeah, jacket. Yeah, we all went in
1: there, and I yeah, just got baffled into buying this jacket. My brother's got it. He's never worn it.
0: What it was, was there was a Family shop on, Yeah, no, pass that around all the Morgans. You should all get it. It was like a timeshare jacket. <laughs> Each of them have a little go of, timeshare silver jacket. I, um... Like what well, I remember that time we used to go into a shop on Sunset View, and all the guys that were there were so, so like handsome swizzling charmers, like that cat and fox out of Pinocchio. What get him on off the right road and onto the wrong road, Ooh. and uh, like uh, and like they would go, "God, you look amazing!" in This, and that's why I'd always yeah. emerge wearing they were cloaks women.
1: and clunky boots. Handsome boys, they were beautiful women. They Rewarming. were men. They- no, I'm not debating if they were transgendered or something. I'm saying, the, when I the, in my memory, there was a woman there, and that's oh. why, because she was saying, you look great in there. That. that is you. Right, and that's why you came wandering out in a silver jacket. <laughs> Baffled into the
0: sunlight. It's like wearing shell suit bottoms to a pair of Timberlands <laughs> and a s- <laughs> silvery jacket. If one of the Kardashian men was wearing it, you'd think, oh,
1: steady on, old chum. Well, actually, I felt so pumped up with ego after my event did I would you? have worn that bloody <laughs> silver jacket.
0: Well, you were you pump mate? But well, actually, afterwards, so powerful.
1: Me and uh, my wife. Every we so went. often,
0: he kept muttering in my ear,
1: we should be making a fortune for this. There should be a surcharge. I was saying we should do a. I should, should do own those a radio jackets. show tour where we do it in theatres like we did it before.
0: He was on the phone at Philip Green from Top Man going, listen, how about a line of silvery jackets, Phil? <laughs> <laughs> we can make a killing. These mugs will buy anything. I what? wasn't.
1: Well, he wasn't. It's much more wasn't. like you, your personality. <laughs> I'm not like that. Now, what about this? Uh, um, what? About no, I, when I left there, Right, so it was my birthday the day before, so we were going to go out for dinner, right? Mm. I hung around a bit longer to get make sure everyone got a photo. That was right? nice. Because, you know, two pound a go it
2: was. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, and then, but I'd found Still this, people felt swindled. I found it. And saw the balloon, <laughs> balloon head floating up. Go on, go on. Sorry. My head didn't swell up at all. In fact, you've got to admit, I was though. pretty normal. I didn't have a freak out. I didn't get nervous.
0: No, you were very good. And we only had one microphone. Some of the tech issues that we faced down there were absolutely appealing. I just rolled with them. Yep, no, I rolled with it as well. I thought I did very well. I introduced you, I gave you a
1: lovely intro. Isn't anyway. Alright, go on, you and your wife. and my wife. We were going for there's a there's a pizza company. Oh God. You can
0: only advertise right. How many things you can advertise per show?
1: I'm not advertising them because listen rats
0: They let the me kitchen, down. Then.
1: They were there's a rat in the kitchen. What am I going to do though? Um, no, they do gluten-free and they do gluten-free pizzas with vegan cheese, right? And they're yeah. really good. So it's like eating a pizza for someone like me who can't eat dairy or gluten. Like a special boy, aren't you? It's That's the me yes. to Disneyland. But anyway, I I said oh look, halfway home there's this restaurant we can go there for my birthday. Mm. Got there and it was just a counter where they sell pizzas from. What do you expect? That's my birthday dinner. Oh, dear, that is beautiful. And what's weird is after I'd been at my event thinking I was important, yeah, yeah, then you're just walking around in the real world. No one cares about you.
0: That happened to me once. France, it was called. No, <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> horrible place. No one knew I was.
0: Never again. Never again. And to think we bowed about that war, you layabouts, you layabouts, <laughs> get up. They don't like it up and mat. They don't but like you, it. Uh, it's
1: quite a strange. I didn't mind it because obviously I'm a shadow dweller. I was like, oh, oh yeah, no. this is normal. No one cares about me anymore. But it is a weird feeling mm. because what, you... to go from the glory, the to... glory of being the focus of a Crazy event to being just a man.
0: Well, that's how I feel when I come off stage, stand up, talking all, doing all my Christ like proselytizing, telling people how we're all one and all that. Then I just have to go home and
1: look at you, YouTube (laughs) pornography (laughs) shuffling on a sofa. Pornography? I don't want to look at the other stuff. YouTube pornography because they can't show nudity. It is, it's like a cheeky postcard. That's like. (laughs) <laughs> cheeky postcards when you're a kid. <laughs> and they're a bit rude. And boob inspector hats.
0: Oh, a boob inspector hat. I'd have married that hat
1: if I could have done. I <laughs> was never allowed one.
0: No, it's too saucy. There's the there's that damn seagulls, there's boob inspector, there's the one that reaches up and you can drink the beer out of it. Me, mate, I'm boob inspector every time. <laughs> Me too. All day long, mate, all day long inspecting boob. I'm not saying that I am actually a boob inspector, because thinking about it now, that's not a proper job unless you're sort of doing mammograms or something. I hope like no one being...
1: ever fell for that.
0: Hello, I'm a boob inspector. <laughs> oh, sleep
1: by my hat.
0: <laughs> <laughs> is that in bad taste?
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I don't
0: think so. I don't think you could ever pass yourself off as an actual uh, boob inspector. Now, on the uh, subject of blind praise, check this out. This is from Nicholas from Cork in the Republic of Ireland. Hello, Russell. First time I listened to your show, and so far I find it hilarious. Way better than local radio, radio shows. Keep on like this. You gained a returning listener. Thanks, Nicholas.
1: One at a time, we'll do yes. it. Yes.
0: <laughs> We're bringing him over from Cork. Come on, lads, let's get him over. That's good, isn't it? See, yes. he's impressed with our work. Yes. Hello, Russ, Matt and G. I bought a couple of small lavender plants a month or so ago. Ooh, sweet, swoo, Victoria pup. And in an attempt to increase productivity and happiness at work, according to the Guardian, decided to liven up my desk with one of the plants. The remaining plant would sit at home on the window ledge. Both plants have been lovingly watered and put in direct sunlight. Within one week, one of the plants is withered and dying. What does this say about my working environment? Is the plant trying to tell me something?
1: Mm. Um, Firstly, lavender makes you go to sleep. She was trying to liven up anywhere with (laughs) lavender. You might
0: as well liven people up with morphine. Yeah, exactly. It makes people very soporific. What were you thinking, love? No, no, Uh, no. That is
1: interesting that they died at work but not at home.
0: Hmm. What is the ambience? What is the vibe? What is it to have green thumbs? Now, I was in the Wilderness Festival not long ago, which I've since found out is quite a posh festival. Apparently, David Cameron was there. I never saw him. Blimey. Yeah. Anyway, I was there doing uh, like a reading of my book, Recovery, which you even you yourself Matt, have admitted is a
1: fine piece. It is very of good. For, I've, I've flicked through the whole thing. You <laughs> shut your eyes. When I read you said the that. back.
0: You shut your eyes like you're a patronising cleric and, and said, "Because I have to sort of concede to the fact that it's quite good." So you sort of shut your eyes. Oh, you don't have oh, to. Look this at makes satisfaction. me feel
1: dirty. I went, watch this.
0: So well, <clears throat> when I was at that witness, I done a, I read out my book. I helped people with their problems. Done some blessings you know the usual. Then I went to an event called uh, Letters Live and uh, like where I had to read out a couple of letters. Me?
1: How did you not know this was a posh festival? You read out a book about recovery, <laughs> then you go to Letters Live. <laughs> Have you ever been to Download Festival? No, I haven't. People weigh in bowls and throw it oh, at each no, other. No, I wouldn't like that.
0: No, that's very unhygienic. Halfway through the festival, it was quite posh, actually. Now, Alan Bennett's over there, and I think he's feeling a bit queasy. <laughs> I am, that I had a glass of sherry. Steady, Alan. For God's sake, steady. What kind of festival do you think this is? Wednesday, weed in a bottle. Tossed it halfway across the stage. Oh, it a... <laughs> Lars, from Metallica, weeping listlessly Mam again wearing yesterday's nighty. I saw a picture
1: of you with Benedict Cumberbatch
0: There I was with old Benedict Cumberbatch People seem divided on whether he's got the face of a cat or the face of an otter Where do you fall on this debate, Mr mm. Morgan? Otter Yeah, yeah, cause he's got those lovely high cheekbones did very. Dis- you
1: used to know him or something? Something used to know him Did he go to your drama school
0: nah but I see him over there on that sofa back in the backstage area of that let us love I thought I'll go over and talk to him I know him before because when I was warming up to be jealous of him and, 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 and have all sorts of seething resentments about his success I met him a couple of years ago and he was absolutely so lovely and charming and kind mm. that I just put aside all those feelings of hatred stuffed them down into my little booties they're there aren't they there are not they They come up once in a while. (laughs) I feel the massage in my little Botticello. So I went over, talked to him. He was absolutely lovely as usual. He was reading a letter from Iggy Pop, he was, and he was getting deep, deep into character. I was reading a couple of letters. I can't remember what they were, but I remember not doing any acting, you know, the usual. And uh, Lovejoy, I was reading one with, Ian McShane. But, like, Ian McShane, he's had many, many jobs now since when we were boys. Lovejoy, where he was a rogue antique dealer. Do you remember Lovejoy, Matt? Yeah. I loved Lovejoy. And his mate Tinker. Tinker, yeah. He was an unusual man, Tinker. He looked like someone who could just as easily have be been a cartoon.
1: Yeah. You know? It was a good... I don't actually remember the show, but it was well, a massive... It was like Darling Buds of May. There were certain things. I think it was when there was only four channels. That's what was happening. That make was a much a, bigger splash.
0: Much bigger splash. Like the Darling Buds of May, right? Sometimes the announcer would go, and now it's time for those Darling Buds. But who were those darling buds? Because even though the show is called The Darling Buds of May, I don't like the idea that one of the characters or part of one of the characters' anatomy was the darling buds. Do you, Matt?
1: I never really thought of the title. I just thought of Catherine Jones. Well, that's
0: what I think about. I bet that's you liked the mum about. more. Oh, yeah, I did like the mum. Yeah, Pam really Ferris.
1: Would. Pam Ferris. Oh,
0: jostle me along, Pam. Make us a nice pie, mummy. Make us a nice pie. Yeah, bake that in a pie. Bake that in a pie for me. Oh, I spill my gravy. I spill my gravy. Okay. Now it's time for those darling buds. <laughs> and the same trick I was... you used
1: to say perfect as a kid, didn't you? I never. I bet you did. What,
0: to my nan? Me yeah, and my okay. nan? You go, oh, these James Harts are <laughs> are perfect but you did I never used perfect in conversation but
1: perfect was a catchphrase
0: in the show darling and I never used it I was too cool I was much more using cool things out of B.A. Baracus
2: <laughs> <laughs> I was much more influenced Come by the on, I want to know about I Lovejoy writer.
0: so me and Lovejoy we're reading a letter he's reading part of it it's about a man who's given another man a bottle of expensive whiskey and I have played a part of a vicar And the vicar returns that whiskey with a very sort of snooty and funny response. He's a humorous actual letters. That's the driving motif of Letters Live. It takes his actual letters. People read them out. So I see Lovejoy. He comes in. He looks like absolute star. He's got shades on. He, you can tell from a mile away he's going to smell lovely. He's got a nice jacket on, he's got someone doing his security, and I imagine driving, who looked, in my view, too old for the role. <laughs>
1: oh, that person might be listening. Hold
0: on, I loved him. I went over and I was kind to him. He's nice, but that shows that lovely is Then George you stabbed him in the
1: back Shit. of the air. Oh,
0: no, why have I done a backstab? Why am I a stabber? Why do I stab at the back of these people? Look, he's probably really hard. He's probably been in the army and that. Those oh, people who can strangle No, let me try. Oh, he'd
1: probably kill me with just one kick.
2: You <laughs> no, just. I I'm bet. Just...
1: Oh, you might what? have. Well, oh. Lovejoy might hear this and go, no. I thought Kevin was getting on a bit.
0: <laughs>
2: yeah, I've got
1: these glasses and this jacket,
0: and they smell divine, but it's Kevin. Kevin, you've been holding me back. You're decommissioned, I'm afraid, Kevin. Oh, all right. Nice to see you, Mr. Lafjoy. I can Laptoy. change, Mr. Lafjoy. <laughs> yeah, Mr. Lafjoy. got some hair dye here. <laughs> I can change. Just give me a day. <laughs> Kevin. That You've <laughs> put that henna on for too long. Your scalp is
1: bright orange. You look absolute, absolutely ridiculous. You're now old and you look diseased with it. <laughs> no, no. Here,
0: Mr. Lovejoy, I'll wait up, sir. Here, frets are all around, see, and I'll protect you. Now, here, Mr. Lovejoy, get in the back of me for Granada. I can drive you to the KFC and shake a lamb's tail, sir.
1: In my head, that's Tinker.
0: Yeah. In well he might as well have been I think maybe that's where they got the inspiration by travelling through time and doing stuff like that but anyway look he weren't too old and I'm sorry I said that and I was wrong now the real problem was that during the time that I was with Ian McShane who I admire and he is a perfect combination of his characters in that show Driftwood and in that other show Lovejoy like suave twinkly but with a sort of the leathery va- ambience of a, of
1: a sort leathery of... you just can't <laughs> stop insulting people <laughs>
0: what's wrong with leather
1: because his skin looks like it <laughs> that's what you're implying. I meant well-worn. Yeah. Like, okay, like an old armchair.
0: No, no, a not like, like a that. Baseball
1: catcher's mitt.
0: No, like a baseball catcher's mitt. Hold on, let me think of something nice that's leather. A leather catch suit that a sexy lady's wearing.
1: <laughs> he knows. He won't mind. He knows the brand. Uh, he's
0: emailed me already. He's been ital- the problem was, is all the way through the conversation, I kept overusing both the word love and the word joy <laughs> conversationally because really? it was unconsciously on my mind it's that he was love joy. your
1: little subconscious. I
0: kept going, it's been a real joy to meet you. I've really loved being here. No, I'd really enjoy <laughs> that. Oh, I'd love that. And the other voice in my mind was, going, you've just said joy again, Russell. And then, oh, now you're saying love. Stop saying love and joy I'm referring to oh, antiques. Because no, it was an elephant
1: in the room. Did you sort of think, say driftwood, say driftwood? I've drifted into those woods, woods over there earlier. Over
0: earlier at this, what I now know posh. Oh, and it was lovely, and
1: I had a joyful time. Well, oh, God,
0: <laughs> <laughs> I felt threatened for a moment, but luckily Kevin was on hey, Here I Mr. Russell, sir. I'll protect you from them and goblins. Oh, no, me knee. <laughs> it's People been will an... call him love, joy. You Shouldn't be ashamed of that. I'm not ashamed, and I'm going to meet him up for that drink.
1: Meet up with him for that drink, not up him. Oh, you didn't tell us there was a drink, you just said there's an email.
0: Well, I am gonna go I for say, a drink. Say, do you want
1: to go for a drink? So, you didn't even come out as an AA person.
0: We look, <laughs>
1: <laughs> is he not at your recovery speech?
0: <laughs> <laughs> me and Lovejoy McShane are gonna ha- meet up and have soft drinks and, be- and probably a bloody good time talking about antiques he and won't love. He'll
1: have a soft drink, he'll have a big, massive scotch. He told me <laughs> stuff, he told me stuff. Real stuff,
0: connected stuff, not like the crap you throw out. I
1: think you, you and him, would be really good at sort of Saturday tea time. Mm. A bit like Darling Buds of May, Hold a on. bit like Lovejoy. You are his sort of sidekick.
0: Why am I the sidekick? Well, no, but you've got equal billing.
1: Right. Okay. But you're the sidekick. No,
0: so close. Damn, I've got to get better at negotiating. Now it's time sort of for those darling. Salesman. Why are we? Sn- do I don't like the way you sneered at that. And he used to do it in fools and horses as well. The announcer, even though that was another channel. And now it's time to see what those fools are doing. Only fools and horses. Really? But they're not the fools or horses because it's only fools and horses that work. And that's so why. Fade him what out now. Happen. When I was a little girl, growing up in Sidcup. I would try to break down the individual vapours that make up a rainbow. I eventually did just that. Here's the result. Bradverp Minions, with Sky Broadband super fast, you could do all your favourite things, well... Super fast. super fast! You can stream, swipe, like, play, post, pin, poke, tag, ad, tweet, and TikTok. <gasps> speedy! Skyboard super SuperFast is super speedy and so reliable. We guarantee your speed or money back. It's minion proof. Sky, believe in better. Sky Fiber area's only speeds vary by location. Average download speed 59 megabits per second. Speed measured to hub must drop below min download speed for three consecutive days. One month subscription refund, claim up to twice in minterm after first Fortnite Sky.com Russell Brown Radio. That was Oasis. I've not heard of them before, but from the sounds of them, it sounds like some people really riding their luck with very little on their side at all. Couple of chances. Couple of real chances, if you ask me. Hi, Russell, says Els. Basically, it was my leaving do for the army last week. Weird to have a... a... Oh, basically. Yes, yeah, weird to start with basically, because it's like we've been chatting for ages. And it's also weird that you have a leaving do for the army. Yeah, like it's called coming out ceremony. I want Is the it? world to no. know. that, isn't
1: it? <laughs> yeah.
0: And drunkenly, oh no, I decided to do a Saxgate voicemail rampage on all of the senior officers in my regiment. Uh-oh. Anyway, it's escalated and now the police are involved and I've been threatened with military prison. <laughs> Any advice on how to smooth over a scandal? How did you cope with the feeling that you majorly effed up? Well, firstly, I don't think you should be using rank words like major. In puns, Sunny Jim, Els, And I hope that's not your real name, because we're going to protect your identity. We've tra-
1: that's from Sergeant Winky. That's Winkley. quite ballsy, even though, because you never leave the army. You never leave. <laughs> you never leave. You never leave. I don't like to talk about my time in the army. But, but talk about it a bit now. It's always with me. Is it? You know, I was in the Marines, of course. Oh, of course. You got a medal, didn't
0: you? Well, it was a wooden box with a plaque on it. But nonetheless, it said I'd done well for the 12 hours that I was there yeah. with
1: the American Marines. Over the highest... Um, thing that you have to climb?
0: No, I couldn't. It was too hard. It was too hard. I don't know how Richard Gere did it or all of those other people in films. I don't know how they've done it because it's tough in those marines, mate. Very, very tough. You have to carry a big satchel all full of stuff. Very, very heavy. A satchel. I don't know what it was called. It was on my. It was a big knapsack. Bloody great knapsack. It was wearing me right out. Then there's climbing up that rope, rubbing it between your legs, like nobody's business, mucky, mucky. It was Matthew. (laughs) Yeah. So anyway, I was training with some advice. Stop talking about yourself. Sorry about that. Now listen, Elsie. I was was training for a bit. Sorry. Now, look, mate, I've been, as you know, Els, and that's why... Good. Firstly, well done, you've come to me. Well done. You've admitted you've got a problem. Well done. But now, what you've done there's a bit silly, mate, and I would suggest a real apology. Drunken Rampage, was it? Yep, it was drunken. He did this rampage drunkenly, and he's left messages for all his senior officers. What did you give him? Home truths, was it, mate? Don't give I people... I thought
1: it was just sweary nonsense.
0: Hey, up yours, to <laughs> Whoop! There you go! How about that? Stick that up, yeah, there. I mean, sergeant.
1: if the police are involved... What's Military police,
0: yeah, but I think they're pretty strict in the army, mate. You don't go around abusing your senior officers. Not like that. I met someone who was used to train people at Sandhurst the other week, and I couldn't have been more simpering and delightful around the fella really? because you know me, mate. The more working class and hard a fella is, the more likely I am to leap into his arms. And this guy was, he was all beefcake. I'll tell you that for nothing. Really? Yeah. Oh yeah. No, he's all the ones in
1: power are a bit more posh.
0: No, this one weren't. He was a sergeant major, and he's come from nothing. He's all worked right. his way up through the ranks see and he was at sandhurst and he told me that even then ones that have been at sandhurst military training which where P- prince harry or all of them go he said it is well hard to go sandhurst because he said he's trained them there they've got to do all the maths and academic and all the book smart stuff and then they've got to do all the press-ups and carrying the knapsack as well so hats off to you guys at sandhurst and i say let's be nice to everyone in the army and i say to you wells mate, right this is let's get out of a scandal i've been in a scandal or two over my time and this is how you get out of it <coughs> candidly apologize say what you've done was quite quite wrong isn't it matt
1: yeah it always helps to apologize
0: got to apologize and you've got to mean it mean it eye contact mean it say you won't do it again and then offer to make amends in an appropriate way if you think you've hurt those people's feelings what's the opposite of hurting someone's feelings bigging them right up so i say big them right up say some nice things to them
1: Mm. i think he might be in further trouble for bringing it up on the Russell Brown radio show.
0: You're right. This is the last forum you should have brought this to, mate. Me,
1: it's only going to get worse. I'm from the now.
0: patron saint of scandals. What have you done? You've hurled it into the
1: quagmire.
0: What you, you've stitched yourself onto the back oh, of I the thing, dragon, in, man. In,
1: like you know, in this day and age, just say, "I was suffering from stress." Uh, what? Tell pies lies. He Probably was stress. He just he's been for drinking. all that. He was drunk, and then he was coming out, and this all these um, all these help. problems just filtered through his little nervous system and came out as voicemail <clears> messages.
0: <throat> I like Matt's idea better, actually, mate. I say you say that you're stressed, or, he's filtered
1: out as voicemail messages. Claim you're mad. <laughs>
0: claim you're mad. Say, I'm mad now. If you watch, there's an episode of Blackadder Goes Forth where this exact problem <laughs> happens, <laughs> yeah. and he puts pencils, his pencils up, up nose. his nose and pants in his head.
1: But honestly, if he just did that, right, what about this? Sure. You do that, then what you should do is, wearing a lady's bikini... Right, smother himself in chocolate. Oh God! And they go down London right. Zoo. Right, imagine he does that. Right, then they'll me. go. Oh, clearly that voicemail thing was just it's the it's beginning a of, a of a mental the... breakdown. This guy's. This a is guy. great,
0: right, Els? What you do? You smother yourself in Nutella as long as you've not got a nut allergy. Check first, or it could be the dip bits out of a KP dipper. <laughs> now, <laughs> you smother yourself in that from head to toe. All right, don't be embarrassed.
1: And a lady's bikini.
0: Now, get yourself a classy... Saucy and playful. Playful. It's just a bit of fun. Maybe a stripe, a horizontal stripe. Something like Mel Sykes would wear.
1: Make sure the bottoms and the top don't match, because that might look too sane. Because
0: if they're matching, that looks like you know exactly
1: what you're doing, <laughs> don't you, you saucy little
0: sod? <laughs> hanging out by the leopard's cage in your matching bra and pants. Go now... to
1: London Zoo, buy a ticket. <laughs> Absolutely yeah, normally.
0: Cr- not. Don't ask for concessions. <laughs> what with that pair? <laughs> You'll be lucky.
1: And then have a massive <laughs> argument with one of the gorillas about a <laughs> previous business uh, venture that you went on together that he you you claim we're... owes you money.
0: I say it's this. Say so I thought of that sports drink. Isotonic sports drink, <laughs> yes. and yet you've claimed all of the revenue. Yeah. You bloody thing, shake your fist at that, gorilla Now, shake your fist violently, violently. Yeah, and then when the zookeeper and all them look, they come over with butterfly nets, all that sort of gear, I suppose. Just uh, that's the time to start sobbing and say it's been a difficult <laughs> few months. Would you be prepared to appear <laughs> a court martial with me because I've got myself a terrible jam? Luckily. You're here with us, Russ and Matt, court-martial lawyers.
1: That's good advice. Don't actually
0: fling your arm out like it was good advice, because it wasn't
1: good it advice. It
0: was. You flung it out like you were a statue you know of a that Greek is, thinker. That's a, that's You're like not a, a statue of a Greek thinker. That's a military
1: thinker. tactic. He's used the military training he's learnt against them, right? Tell you what. It's like releasing, whatever it's called, chaff from an aeroplane. Oh. To make a mil- missile go... No, chaff. What's chaff? I, I don't think, think it is, Matt. It's like when when there's a... Matt, I was
0: really behind you when you were saying that you were gamekeeper turned You create a
1: distraction. You create a bigger problem. You are a bigger problem. Chaff consists of small... Well, let me just tell you from memory. (laughs) Chaff consists of small fibres that reflect radar signals and when dispensed in large quantities from aircraft, form a cloud that temporarily hides the aircraft or previous situation from radar detection. It is a distraction technique. Have that. (laughs) You threw something there and it's gone in the crook of my arm. I don't
0: think anything as undignified as that has ever happened. No, it has actually. It has. Well, LZ, I think we've solved all your problems there, mate. Crack on. Anyone else got any problems? Bring more. I like solving problems. Of course, you do. You create enough of them. It's about time you started giving back. Sarah Bakshul, Sarah Bakshul. She couldn't come to the MMA event because she's in New Zealand and she's unemployed. You're a waster! You're a strain on the state! I just want Matt to know, a number of us live outside the UK and we appreciate you. The madness doesn't end at the borders, in a way. Nice madness, nice madness. I also want to say for me, it's B, and you've not put the letter in there, 10 years since I started listening to the show. I was young, depressed and had pretty bad social anxiety. Now I can say... Excuse me. I've not been depressed all these past two months, which is the longest I've gone for over a decade. Four more years. Four more years. Good Four for more you. years. Well done, Sarah. We are on side with all of you mental defectives, with you lunatics, you dinglings, you mad bags, you sexy old sods, you dullards and twits. And frankly, that is what made up that Matt Morgan appreciation society. Now, they were lovely. I really loved them. There was one lad I wanted to pluck from the throng and take care of. Oh, yeah. Well, I thought you'd drunk too much. I can't remember his name now. Yeah, I'd
1: spoke to him. He's all right. What
0: do you mean, yeah, I spoke yeah, to him? You, you so don't much. know how to analyse people. You solve I one did. problem for one military guy and you think that you're the new me. Well, you ain't.
1: I am. <laughs> <laughs> My book's coming out soon. Oh, what's it called? <laughs> <laughs> don't know. Problem Matt, back solver. Back
0: chat. By Matt Morgan, how to chat your way out. Okay, time now for a little something that's going to show you a new way of looking at the world. Just allow it to bathe over you like a chocolate spread up and down your torso as you stand around in a zoo, alone, waiting for the police to arrive. <laughs> this, this, this is... this. Is. Radio
2: X. Russell Brand.
0: That was Kasabian named after Linda Kasabian who drove me here earlier today. Now then, what a life it is. We're living. We're living on the edge. We're living on the top. We're beautiful, lovely fellas. You've got
1: to be careful with songs now. No, you ain't. Yes, you have. Why? Because at that event, those people yeah, were, they, they We don't listen to the show back. They listen to oh, it numerous times and they remember songs. Every word. And they remember things we've said that we don't even remember. So I'm it's right, made, made me think I've got bad. to be, watch what I say. And Ah,
2: with- majesty!
1: Oh, oh
0: God.
2: God. <laughs> Many were the knights. Where your late father and I would walk the corridors of Balmoral, our eyes glinting in the moonlight, our housecoats flapping open to bear our nether regions, and once through the pantry and into the service quarters we would find the lowly curs and hounds, and gripping the most vulnerable by his flanks, pin him to the flagstone floor, and only then when
0: the beast abated squirming would your late father, God rest his soul, produce from his breast pocket an emery board, and pinching it between his finger and thumb, file aggressively at first, till a cross section was revealed, a honeycomb of cells, each one with an
1: individual burgeoning larvae within it. Thank you. I know you've done something. (laughs) I know you've done this, because you're that that graphic image of the Cells like a honeycomb of cells, you say that every time. That means you've got a strong image of it in so your what? mind because you've done this all not to that- a dog but to something.
0: Look, all I'm saying is, is all oh. reality has got cellular systems underneath it. And if you was to get a cross section going, that is probably what you would see of basically anything. Now, I've got bees, I've been in there, I've snooped around in their world, I've looked at what they get up to. Notice anything different about me? Notice anything different about me? Oh, what a
1: subject change. <laughs> I mean, there's hundreds of animals around <laughs> your area with little sawn-off bits.
0: I've got an effing little tortoise now, Rachel the tortoise.
1: Oh, stop getting animals.
0: Nicola you bought it. You can't look
1: after the ones you've got. I
0: don't want to look after the ones I've got. Rachel the tortoise, she's got a gammy leg, the back leg. Nicola and my little goddaughter, Minnie, they've brought it around the house. Bloody tortoise.
1: Bloody thing. Why have they brought it to you to fix it?
0: They said that the other two tortoises it lived with was, you know, having their way with it. Harry Blimey. and Reuben, I think they were called the other two tortoises. They kept, you know, what's name? You know, mother's milk. Cubbins. <laughs> <coughs> <laughs>
1: so why, how on earth is he safe at your house? It's worse, isn't it? Flying. Emery fly board. Fly. <laughs> <laughs> it just be a shell, will not it? With bleeding stumps at the edges.
0: Ah!
1: Filed him away. <laughs> <laughs> tortoises are boring anyway. They live well, in a box gonna, half yeah, the time. Yeah, 100
0: years. I've got to put up with it for Matthew. Hundred years, a century. I might not even live that long. They do, they
2: live long. They live long. I think think Napoleon's tortoise was. Still here. Died the other day or something. Napoleon's (laughs)
0: tortoise is carrying on his name. The great emperor.
1: Really? I once read about tortoises that if you, uh, not that that anyone should do this, if you remove their head, they'll live for ages.
0: No, I love it, Rachel the tortoise. It's given the time of its Where life. How does in there it go? Just walk around. It's just mooching about, waiting for Bear to kill it, to be honest. <laughs> like, Bear, away he's been he carrying won't on. Kill it. Matthew, he's got worse. Look, like, really? your, like your prophecy, your prophecy has come to pass. We're going to have to chop his nuts off and one of his nuts is up his you guts. You told me you
2: have
1: had them off. Yeah. I
0: wanted to, but Noel Fitzpatrick, a.k.a. Supervet, couldn't get his nuts out because one of his nuts is up his guts. How many more times? You've got to ultrasound scan him in the belly, locate the nut, then chop it out from in there. Why you have that done then? Oh, Matthew, that's not as as done. What's a, he it's done? That's worse. Done. Well, firstly, poor dear Jenny wanted to have his wicked way with her.
2: Didn't
0: really? He? Didn't he Jen? And guess what he started to do? He, he started to fold up cushions with his front paws and diddle them like a sexy origami Enough? Fold he folds a cushion up with his front paws and then has it off with it. <laughs> really? I'm quite impressed with the folding. <laughs> but what follows is anything but it That impressive. must be
1: very that's a big change, because at first you think Look how domesticated he is. He's folding up.
0: Oh no! Oh, he's gone back. Oh, he's worse
2: than ever. I just fold up these cushions.
1: <laughs> oh, how long does it take him to fold it? Too quick, if you ask oh,
0: really? me. really? He needs
1: to read longer.
0: No, he's we whips it together. He, the folding don't take that long, but he gets ever so excited. And then, I mean, it's just I don't know, Matthew. It's too much. It's too much to live with all the pressure. Because you got, need to. Yeah. He goes for the young women as well. He's got peculiar
1: see, But, is there, but to dogs can dogs tell the difference between men and women it looks like in it in that mate. way
0: yeah because they use their stink muscle don't they they yeah, use if their stink don't muscle you smell like and... a
1: female dog
0: what do you mean Sorry, he's man. not trying to do with me is he
1: <laughs> Oh, right. No, I'm saying, but, like, m- m- human women don't smell like dog I think women. there must be
0: some defining chemical, like estrogen or something, they're into. Now, you know how any biologist, anyone, just grab one on the high street, will tell you that we're, like, 98% identical to a monkey, 60% identical to an earthworm, 30% identical to a banana. So we've, when it comes to other high mam- mammal species, like a dog or a person, probably ain't that different up like the stinkhole. <laughs> Do you notice anything different about me? Um. Have a close look at me. I am trying. Uh, you're. Just the face, just the face, not there. Keep your eyes off him. I He's been through enough. You had... Do you notice know anything different about me, gal? No. Anyone knows anything about me? No. No, it's in... no. I've had my nostrils uh, waxed. They... <laughs> 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 they stuff a lot of black wax up your snout, then they stick a bloody earbud in the black wax, and then they yank the earbud out. Oh my God, it's Christmas. Oh, come on, you... Out comes a tiny little hedgehog, little white sacks on the end of every follicle. Don't mind if I do,
1: sir. Who's this little guy? Who's this on the end of the <laughs> sticky wits? Why have you had that? Because your nose is overgrowing with hair.
0: Well, no, there was only a couple there, but I'd not had time because I'm married life now. You know, I live a yeah, little electric ones oh, yeah. I'm not doing that. That's undignified. It's got a
1: certain amount of risk to it. but it's...
0: It has got a great deal of risk. And you know they mm. use the same basic mechanic for... <whistles> Don't they? Of course they do. Well, it's just... (laughs) (laughs) So, like, oh, anyway, look, I didn't mean to do that. I was having just... Let's call it a facial. And I was having a facial off of Neelam the Naughty Ninja. Not Naughty Ninja. Nostril Ninja. Neelam the Nostril Ninja. That's what I'm calling her. She was straight up that snout of mine with that black wax. (whistles) Up it went. In goes the sticky wick. Bam! It came out there, Matt. Oh, it she, looked like a little did, tiny mop. Who's, does, like she a does she support your head? A mouse mop.
1: Does she support your head because it could jerk your head forward when she does it?
0: You lay flat back. The way she yanks out, I could hear her salivating. She was well into it.
1: Really? Well, women you know love how, like, that sort of thing. Women, they love to Women love plucking spot, things, pluck
0: squeezing zits. It's in. primal. They're meant plucky, to. Plucky, plucky! They love all of that, don't they? Yeah. What's
1: going on? But mind Have you, you ever seen Dr. Pimple Popper? Yeah, he's... My a... wife's obsessed with it.
0: Yeah, my girlfriend is as well. I mean, what's going on in Britain today, and America, and the world in general, where everyone's just ever so disgusting? Mind you, have I ever squeezed the spot on you?
1: Uh, if we cast so. our
0: mind back, cast your mind back into it I remember once day. we were
1: filming something when we were... Mm. Not girls. on telly or anything, we no. were just making something for God Amusement. knows why. Something awful. Love. Oh, actually, I do remember what it was. It was where you had a beard made of something revolting in a hotel room. Do you remember that? Whoopsie woo. Yeah. Yeah. Don't say anything else. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. I remember
1: I had, I had spots. This yeah. is, when I gave up gluten, my skin cleared up. But I used to have really bad spots, and I wanted, I was like, go in there and buy me some makeup. Do you remember yeah. that? And you, you made me
0: go and buy a makeup for you. You yeah, know, when it got me, so it was just—it was actually
1: like. i take some stuff. makeup for my man. You put it on your there. spots, when and I had you... a
0: beard of poop on.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I was He's, like, look at him—he's a terrible state. But you've never squeezed one, but you did aid me in hiding them. There you go, see, loving. Well,
0: this lady. How on earth would we ever, how bad did you think your
1: nose hair was that we would notice by looking at you?
0: Yeah. <laughs> I just thought you might notice it.
1: You'd come in and everyone would go, have
0: You had a haircut?
1: I'll have you been you. on holiday? <laughs> the breath. You, where's those tarantulas gone from your nostrils? Oh, I
0: feel like I'm sucking up the oxygen now. <coughs>
1: Straight up the pipes. Can you tell the difference. Can you make, can
0: you? Oh, yeah. Straight up to the brain. Love it. One nose there. Oh, that's lovely. Probably that's plenty. it. The old breath. Stink it up. Stink it in the sand. Sand kissed. Yeah, my nostrils there. Are they are. It's lovely. What else did she do in there? Oh, she was plucking and a strumming.
1: You do was... your ears? No. What do you mean? There's nothing in my lugsies. Mm, well, we've all been waiting for those to be.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Once in a while. I mean, the, the, uh, no, um, look, I just think I've been very well groomed and she I'm surprised. Spark your eyebrows? She did something called threading.
1: Yeah. It was ever so nice. Eyebrows, isn't it? Yeah, around the eyebrows. I think it's quite amazing the Freddy. way they do it.
0: Yeah, a little string going back and forth like that. I'm you
1: went for all this because you don't like pain.
0: I don't mind a little bit once in a while. No, but that sort of
1: pain, like think things being been pulled and jabbed.
0: Why? When have you pulled or jabbed? I pulled your hair once. You spat at me. Well, you deserved it. You shouldn't be pulling a person's hair bloody ridiculous way. In the next part of this show, we're going to be talking about nuclear war. What is it good for? Well, you know, might be nice. Of course it won't. Now, we're talking to the <laughs> man. <laughs> Why
1: are we talking about nuclear war?
0: We're talking to Francis Livens. He's a professor of nuclear scientist at Manchester University. He's a professor of a nuclear scientist. There's a nuclear scientist somewhere, and this bloke's a professor of him, at Manchester University to aid us in our quest to survive a blast. Because if there is a nuclear war, guys, we ain't giving up. This is when we buckle right down and crack on, show that what we're made of, sterner stuff. Yeah? Yeah? That's if there is a nuclear war. Hopefully. There's loads of things nuclear bunkers around, around the
1: country that they've all decommissioned don't people live in cuffs. them. Don't, don't touch cuffs. I'm allowed your to cuffs. touch my body wherever
0: there's, I want. There's apart a lot from of nuclear there. bunkers. I know all about it. I could make a program. Don't talk to me about nuclear. Go on, tell us some stuff about nuclear shows. I can see your right face. in Essex. It,
1: yeah, I can't remember what it's called, but uh, you can go there and have a look at it. Have you there's been? loads of them. No, Why not are you yet? always talking have never gone. I like underground things. You know that. But I'm just saying, there's a lot of nuclear bunkers that are decommissioned. There's loads around London. I know you could survive the initial blast, Kelverdon Hatch. It's called in Essex. I'd love Cunel. to go to Kelvedon Hatch.
0: I'd love to go to Kelvedon Hatch, and I'd love to go to Whips In fact, Sue, we and spoke going. to
1: the bloke who runs Kelvedon Hatch on the radio. Yeah, like yeah, yeah we, did. we did. We upset him? Did and we he invited, No, he loved us. Did he? He loved us, Mike. Well, Mike.
0: let's get him back. Let's go, Dappy's Hatch. Come on. We'll anyway, I'm just saying up. there are
1: places that you could survive and make friends with Mike. We'd survive.
0: All right, yep, that's all there is to it. We are going to build a new society after the nuclear blast, so don't give up is what I say and what Pete Gabriel and Kate Bush say. Don't give up. Here's the adverts.
3: (laughs) Russell Brand. This is Radio X.
0: That was the news and the charlatans. That's not the same people. The people doing the news are legitimate broadcasters telling the truth. The charlatans are a band. And the Tim Burgess from the charlatans I've always loved. Although I think you said he looks like a little engine driver with little red cheeks <laughs> and cherry red lips, didn't you? Didn't you, I Matthew? may have done. You did say that. You said he looks like he should be driving a little steam train through the World valleys. So For a recent
1: picture of him, he's got a little little straw base. Like I love of, him. What do you call it? Basin haircut? I love him. That's what <laughs> I've got to egg.
0: say on the subject. Why are you eating here? What's wrong with you? This is from Sue Peferley. Hi, Russell. I'm super bummed. To hear that the Portsmouth tour date from your rebirth tour has been rescheduled to November. I booked a vacation from Baltimore, Maryland, to come see your show that night, and now I won't be able to go. Why is it then moved? Because I'm going to be in America promoting my book recovery. The show the next night is in Tunbridge Wells, September the 20th, saying it's sold out. Is that true? Caught it, bloody wellies. Or are there two magical extra tickets that are available now, says Sue Pefferly. I'd sort love her to out. see you. so out. Sort her out. I don't get to visit England very often. I've planned my trip around it. Love the radio show. I listen to the podcast around the morning. Sue Pefferly, we will sort you out. To two tickets. Two tickets to Tunbridge Wells. So Jengo, you'll do that,
1: won't you, Jenny? There you go, Jen.
0: Right. There you go, Sue. So don't let it start a solved.
1: precedent. Okay, I want lots of people... Trying to get tickets. There will be no precedent here. Just Sue Beverly.
0: Just you, Sue. And that's it. Now the gate slammed shut, I'm afraid. And that's all. The last chopper has left Hanoi, I'm afraid. And you'll be dangling there at the embassy. <laughs> dangling, and you'll be nervous, Nelly. You're a nervous, <laughs> Nelly, in the panic. <laughs> Nuclear war, what is it good for? We don't know. Hopefully a new super species of us. We don't know yet, but we'll find out when we talk to an
3: Epsberg
0: Man accused of peeing on a family at Metallica concert. Although what is R. Kelly doing in that compound exactly?
1: When when I hear R. Kelly
0: it just sounds like a northern person. R. Saying, R. Kelly. R. Kelly's done another we on a little girl. <laughs> yeah. 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 Hey, come quick. R. Kelly's started compound won't let everyone come out. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: Someone gave me a CD at that event of a band called Dead Cross. It's a metal band, right? Cool, cool. But Dead Cross sounds really heavy in America. Dead Cross. Dead Cross last night.
0: Here, (laughs) I was trying to watch Countdown, and your bloody brother kept switching to other channel. Dead Cross. Here, R. Kelly believes it can fly. Boom. Man accused of peeing on family at Metallica concert. A New Mexico man is facing charges of disorderly conduct and indecent exposure after he allegedly peed on a family at Friday's Metallica concert. Why would you pee on a family? That's a lot of pee on one do person. A whole family, mind you, Matt. If you spread it, if you splash about, you can pee on quite a lot of people mm. if you're willing to commit to it. <laughs> Daniel Daddio. That's <laughs> Daddy-o I'm taking a wee on you baby (laughs) That is not his real name He's called Daniel Daddy-o of Albuquerque Everything's mad about him Daddy-o Come to Albuquerque and meet Daniel Daddy-o Hello I've been drinking a lot of white wine Come in and sit down Bring your grandma Daniel Daddio was arrested after a family of three told employees at the University of Phoenix Stadium they felt warm liquid washing over the back of oh. their legs. I wouldn't use the verb washing to describe no. that. I'd say sloshing, splashing, rinsing, no, dribbling, it's splattering.
1: In... It's that they're all too wide and broad a strike area. I would say... <laughs>
2: strike area.
1: Tiddling. <laughs> Sprinkling? Spring... No, that's too <laughs> dissipated. And enjoyable. Dowsing Squirting is too oh, much I'd just say I felt someone
0: weeing on me <laughs> You would just use we it's as quite the verb unmistakable You make we the verb I like In it America, when you think In
1: America I'd say pee Some Hey buddy Hey some guy called Daniel been giving me splashback up my calves That's weird isn't it So when the cops confronted him They would have had to say They went to his house No they did it They were called to the scene this, this is, is not scene. true.
0: It is true. Why hey, are what have you done cool? now, Daddy O? <laughs> <laughs> hey, Daddy O, you better grow up. <laughs> the father, who was attending the
1: show with his wife and 10 year old daughter, told police. Why'd you tell a 10 year old to see Metallica? That's a bit weird. I don't know, nostalgia. I think he's the real criminal.
0: Oh, come on, mate. They're a nice band.
2: 10-year-old. I, oh, I know... saw Metallica when I was 10. Well, look at you you've grown up. Yeah, You're an My yeah. mum loved You're like, quirky. Really? Yeah, Master of Puppets and Anthrax was a support act. No, yeah, it's a that's a mistake. I mean that explains, low explains low. a lot. Yeah. Explains a lot. Where did you go? Where did Hammers you see Hammer It was called Hammers of Odin back then, but now it's called the Apollo. <laughs>
0: oh <don't> well <work>, granddad!
2: <laughs> <laughs> did anyone wee on you?
0: No. Now listen. Ten year old daughter pl- when when the daddy the daddy this is the dad, not oh, the daddyo. The dad tells
1: daddio the daddy, 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 daddy. <laughs> called him granddad.
0: Listen! I've had a difficult weekend. I've been Lovejoy all morning. He He's upset. Lovejoy's bloody driver's cogged out of the seat on his medicine. <laughs> <laughs> dad told Daddy O, this, right, here we go. The, te- the dad says, I'm attending the show with my wife and my 10 year old daughter. I've had to tell the police. I turned around and I saw the suspect holding his genitals. Police said the father confronted Daddy O. Who allegedly just shrugged. That's right, really, yes. Yeah, that really lives that. up to his name. If you're called. What Dennis, are you doing, Peel and my family? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, baby. Yeah. You came to see Metallica, you got a little bit of slush on your back of your legs. Enjoy it. Them's the brakes, baby.
1: What have oh. we learned?
0: What we've learned there is that Albuquerque is a fine place for a holiday, and that's why on the. A Russell Brand radio show this week. We're doing 10% off all sloshy backwash holidays to Albuquerque. Just call us at Russell Brand Holidays over there yesterday. Thank you. Bye-bye. <laughs> See you again. Ah, life. But what's it going to be like if there's a nuclear war again? Was there one before? According to Planet of Apes, yes, there bloody well was. So, we best work out what to do. Should we, though, Math? Hmm. Mm. That's the real
1: question, isn't it? Why? Yes. No. Do we but, want I mean, a nuclear I
0: mean, expert? I mean,
1: it seemed like in the 80s, there was definitely going to be a nuclear war and everyone was obsessed was with it. I was looking forward Have you seen Threads? Yes, you always bring this up. Have you seen The Day After? I always yeah. bring that up. That's the American it's one. It's so not as good scary. as Threads.
0: I don't want it to scary. be a nuclear war. It's scary, Daddy-o. But listen, the thing is, though, if there is going to be a nuclear war, we better survive it because we've got to create a new, not master race, that's a word that shouldn't be brought back into fashion, a new group of people that are just <laughs> nice <laughs> and really on top of things so
1: uh radiation's gonna make that a bit I annoying know. we're gonna be it? quivering wrecks aren't we we're gonna be out of control it okay. won't happen anyway no mutually mutually assured destruction and also idea. apparently they use they use tactical nuclear weapons which are smaller now not huge massive ones like that. i would
0: like to be mutually assured of anything how dare you mutually assure us of destruction? Well, that's the, that holds peace. Does it? All right, fair enough. As long as there's peace. Now, are we going to get this bloke on the phone or not? Nic- it's a fascinating to subject. Everyone's
1: interested in nuclear Everyone's war.
0: fascinated by nuclear war. In fact, I've got some news stories. On no, that. it's
1: more likely to be a nuclear accident. What? Well, there's nuclear weapons moved around the country. There's loads of times, like especially in America, where they were on the back of a train or something. And then 15 years later, it comes out that it fell off and nearly went off and stuff. Oh, God. Or, nu- or you know, power stations and stuff like that.
0: Some clumsy clut spilling a nuclear bomb off the back of a train. Nuclear news this week. In event of a nuclear war, moved... Hold on, I probably should have a, I should probably have a bed for my nuclear war stories just to create a nice atmosphere. Nuclear news. In the event of a nuclear war, moves to Carlisle. The Daily Express claims Carlisle... Is that undermining the nuclear war? A little bit. <laughs> the Daily Express claims Carlisle is one of the best places to move in order to avoid radiation poisoning in the event of an all-out <laughs> all-out nuclear war, like uh, like bringing the balls out as well. All-out nuclear war. This is based on a map plotting service which shows the areas most likely to be affected if nuclear weapons are dropped on 20 major British cities. The problem is in Carlisle, you won't notice whether it's happened or not. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> professional queen. Hello there! <laughs> uh Third World War. The Express <coughs> State, the most affordable option for those worried about the impending end of the world is Barrow In Cumbria, which is a good chance of being out of the radiation zone. Carlisle is also an affordable option. I think the financial system is going to break down after a nuclear war. Yeah. Say, oh, I can't afford my mortgage. Also, all of so these radiation cockroaches spreads have
1: got- with the weather. You can't. There's, you'll be outside the initial like blast. fallout zone, but.
0: Well, it takes a little puff of wind, and suddenly you know all toffee
1: toothy pegs are on the ground. Chernobyl. <laughs> how would you say it? Chernobyl. <sighs>
0: What's wrong with
1: that? Well. Chernobyl, wow. When Chernobyl happened, right? The
0: way I remember it, mate, is I remember Cher, and how noble she is. Never going to forget it. <laughs> Think of a big fine stallion of a lady. Her I turned turn by a time. Why not then, Cher, if you can? Have you ever it.
1: had a radiation poisoning?
0: Once in a while, once in a while. <laughs>
1: yeah, listen, right, when yep. that happened, <clears throat> we were all kids, weren't we? We were, what, 10 or something? Yep. That cloud was floating around Europe, right? Uh-oh. It was full of radiation, and our parents must have been terrified, and waiting for it to rain, right? Yeah. And if it had rained on London, we w- it would have been dangerous, but it rained in, like, Summer North else. Wales, ah. and there's areas of North Wales Uh-oh. you can't eat the crops that grow there or eat the sheep because it's radiation. Oh, I'm ever so sorry about that, guys, but...
0: Have you ever considered it might be your fault? <laughs> <laughs> of course it's not their it's fault. Interesting. Well, Terrifying, look, isn't it? Here on the show, and I've got a photograph of him here in the lab, and I, I must say, I don't use the word gorgeous often, but gorgeous Professor Francis Livens is expecting a call from us, and he's a professor of radiochemistry and the academic director of Dalton Institute, Institute and he's won a Diamond Jubilee Queen's Anniversary Prize. And he's absolutely bloody gorgeous. Now, what we're going to do, just to get ourselves in the mood, Matt, because I know how excited you are about this. I am. We're going to have an advert. Now, after that advert, we're going to come back here. Um, I do not want you... I'm going to ask you this now in advance. Embarrass me in front of this nuclear professor, OK? Because I'm hoping to really impress him with my knowledge of nuclear physics. I'm going to uh, listen see, to him See, that's what a a you get wrong. What? Go on. That's what me. you
1: get wrong. You're hoping to impress yes, him with right. your knowledge of nuclear, nuclear physics. physics. He is an expert in nuclear physics. Good. That's why Anything I you him. say is <laughs> some layman rubbish that he'll just go, oh, that's page one. We did that on day one. <laughs> yeah. Right? It could be
0: that. It could be that. Why well, don't you let
1: him talk and try and learn
0: something? I'm going to let him talk for a bit. But not long, mate. (laughs) It's going to be... We're talking 10 20 seconds, and I am going to wade in hard with some of the stuff that I'm making (gasps) up.
1: What's an isotype? (laughs) In my mind, it's this. Now, I remember John Barnes kicking a bucket of isotype over in an advert
0: for a special drink. Now, is that right, Professor? And could I come (laughs) and work at your lab? Now, could Hulk ever actually happen? (laughs) (laughs) Time now for Bradley Advert's special song advert. This...
2: Is Radio X. Russell Brand.
0: Crisps in my teeth, crisps in my teeth, and you call that bloody stuff life. Well, before I sang that song, which is one of my best records ever, it was The Coral, who I believe are a band. Now it's time for us to get to the bottom once and for all on uh, the Hot Topic. Of nuclear physics, we stand on the precipice of Armageddon. Matt Morgan reckons it will be the worst thing that could happen, whereas I think this is just the kind of lucky break we've been. <laughs>
1: no, no, not really. A We're new just... start.
0: It's a new start. Finally, on the phone with us is uh, uh, a Diaboli... No, oh, no, no. Diamond Jubilee Queen's Anniversary Prize winner. That's the highest award you can get in academia. You Is can't it? get a better one. You can't get a better one. So you're not going to meet anyone who's got a better one. It's Professor Francis Livens, who's a, a nuclear expert. Professor, thank you very much for coming on the show. Are you there? I am. Now, <clears throat> what on earth made you become a professor of nuclear physics, if you don't mind my asking, sir?
3: <sighs> because I'm sad enough to be interested in it. When did you
0: notice this intrigue in
3: nucleuses? Uh goes back a long way. Probably school, I would think.
0: Hold on a minute. How did you develop uh, this fledgling interest into becoming one of the foremost voices in the field of nuclear science?
3: Uh, Well, I was interested in it. I I was very lucky in that I could start to work in the area. and An awful lot of people don't get paid money to to do things they're interested in. So um, I've just been very lucky along the way.
0: Professor, thank you for agreeing. To Imagine that was the end of the interview. <laughs> 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 That's all we need to know. It's just wanted a little bit of insight. No, re- the reason I want to talk to you really is about how uh, nuclear physics, in the form of both weapons and energy in general, has held sway over us as a people. Could it prov- provide the solution to our energy crisis, or will it bring about Armageddon? On the whole, can you give us, you know, and assume quite rightly that we're idiots, give us a sort of an overview of uh, the pros and cons of nuclear physics?
3: I mean, it's the same thing really that you exploit in two different ways. So, in a nuclear reactor, we exploit the reactions of the nucleus in controlled conditions, and eventually that we generate heat, which we turn into electricity. Uh, a nuclear weapon is Essentially, the same physics, but it's allowed to operate in uncontrolled conditions. So you get a very rapid and violent release of energy, which is immensely destructive. And you know, the two programs are actually quite separate because you wouldn't you wouldn't run a nuclear reactor to make electricity. Well, if you do that, it's not an efficient um, tool for making making weapons materials. So it really is an either or.
1: Who worked
0: out that there was all this energy ca- contained within, molecular, within, mo- within molecules? How the hell did they work that out, that contained within a little nucleus there was such unfathomable power? How could you ever know that? How could you ever work that out? And is that, it's only in unstable compounds, is
3: that right? Um, it, it's only in unstable nuclei that you can release that energy. Uh, and it was discovered by some very clever people called Hahn and Strassman before the Second World War.
0: See this uh, political situation now. Uh, like probably, sort of, throughout the Cold War, we've been on the, or at various points since the Cold War and since the Cuban Missile Crisis, there's been there's been the possibility of some sort of nuclear war. Well, what are we going to do? What's going to happen, Professor? Is there going to be a bloody great big apocalypse? And if there is such a thing, what the hell are we going to do to survive it?
3: Um, I sincerely hope there isn't going to be because it would be truly, truly a catastrophic event. Even a single nuclear device, a small nuclear device, would be massively destructive of, of life and of infrastructure. And, and surviving it would be very difficult for people in the vicinity.
0: Do you think there could ever have been in the history of humanity previous, te- previous civilizations that had comparable technology and that we've already had nuclear apocalypse are there ever traces of radiation found that uh are uh, what do i want to say like uh identifiable as the kind of stuff that you're working with like not natural radiation is it possible, is um, it possible?
3: i don't think so you do find some surprising natural radioactivity so for example in oh, about a billion and a half years ago some uranium ores in Africa were actually rich enough that they they operated as natural nuclear reactors and and generated heat for for prolonged period of time. Mm. But radioactivity in some form or other is something that's always been on the Earth.
0: I see, but that doesn't necessarily mean there's been civilizations that have risen up and fallen and uh, all traces of that civilization removed. So it's like I can run with a mad balmy conspiracy theory and have the time. Well, my it's an interesting
3: it. idea, and um, I think you. If you look at these these fossil reactors in Africa, you can work out what they did from the, the the chemical fingerprints they've left behind. So I think if anyone had done this before, then it would be possible to to similarly to find um, ev- scientific evidence of, of what had gone on.
0: Do you sometimes hold on a minute? Matt Morgan's got a question. Were P- were,
1: were humans around when those uh, natural reactors were active? No, no. Yeah. Oh, Matt, I can't well, believe Well, I wanted to know if they that. could have possibly harnessed it or it made them ill or something. What do you think,
3: no, Professor? I no, mean, humans have been around a relatively short time compared with the, the age of these reactors.
0: Matt, I can't believe you brought that up in front of the Professor. Now, here question. are two questions.
1: It was, that was a good professor, question. Don't then, then your question them. about <laughs> a previous civilization who'd had a nuclear war, which...
0: Professor, I'm going to tell you this, yeah. and I wasn't going to. Matt was eating crisps a minute ago. <laughs> All right, so who's better interviewer? Me, isn't it? Now, as, uh, he may have come up with one question, which I think was stupid, but he was eating crisps while preparing for his question. Now, do you think that there's any kind of nuclear catastrophe that could ever warrant moving to Carlisle, which we've been told is the safe zone?
3: I'm not sure. It depends entirely on what happens, whether Carlisle would be safe or not.
0: Yeah, um, it can't be, can it? Not Carlisle. Carlisle's not some new Eden. They can't herald Carlisle as some place. No. Why Carlisle? I quite like Carlisle. Oh, you <laughs> may very well like Carlisle, Professor, but that is not your field of scientific expertise. Hold on, Matt's got another question. This coming in.
1: Ask, um, I was going to say you You ask should. him. All right, I'll ask Seems him.
0: Seems how you love asking questions so much.
1: Professor... You know Chernobyl or Chernobyl? Uh, How do you you say it? That's not my question. (laughs) How do you say it? Yeah, Chernobyl. How do you say it? Yeah, I've I've always said
3: Chernobyl. Chernobyl. I mean the professor
1: Chernobyl. Shares no. Is it true that there's areas of North Wales that are like uh, have radiation and that we can't farm there because of that accident in Ukraine?
3: Uh, No. Uh, what I mean, Matt broadcast <laughs> that Hi, everyone
2: before? Before
0: <laughs> Professor Matt was <laughs> telling everyone was that. That's true. Matt said there's sheep with their legs on backwards wandering around Wales, and you can't eat their no. leeks. You what, broadcast what, that now.
3: What happened in 1986 is that after the accident, some of the the radioactivity that was released travelled over the UK, and it, it rained because uh, I was out in it. And, Why? Um, um, because I was doing a charity walk from Keswick to Barrow. But that's fair enough, fair by enough. the by. <laughs> that's Um sorry
0: about that. But it, the but
3: the, radioact- the radioactivity that was deposited and um, did get into the plants and into the sheep that ate the plants for a number of years, but gradually that activity, radioactivity, has dissipated. So I was right. The- no, he wasn't
0: right. Matt says the- that you could eat a lamb chop and it would give you I superpowers.
3: Never said that. <laughs> The, the, you're right in that we've had to, be, we had to restrict movements of animals in Cumbria and Wales as a result. and Those restrictions are now gone, but the, there were never health effects on the animals or people.
0: Matt, I can't believe you would refer to outmoded restrictions such as these ones. Now, is it true, Professor, oh. that we wouldn't be able to use conditioner? <laughs> Why take two bottles into the shower? That sort of stuff.
1: Gareth, you bet At me the right, point. the producer's holding this up. That is the silliest question I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah. it, apparently, let me explain, because he won't know what you're talking about. It <laughs> says conditioning your hair after a nuclear blast is bad because the conditioner makes the uh radioactive particles stick to your hair. You're describing I mean, if it, if a it comes post-apocalyptic
0: planet and we've got a professor on the phone and you're asking him about hair gel. You who was it that asked, asked that? Ask him an
1: intelligent question, Quickly before he hangs up.
0: Come on, we can
2: do this. How yeah,
1: about hair conditioner? Is it all right? In. I'll ask you an
0: intelligent question. Here it comes, here it comes. <clears throat> professor is it worth us continuing this pioneering research when human beings have shown again and again that they're not capable of harnessing this power morally, even if they are capable of harnessing it scientifically?
3: That's a good. That's a good one. I. Yes! I think yes.
0: yes! Let me answer it. You
1: haven't won the questions yet.
0: That's the final question, isn't it, Professor? Now, <laughs> what's on, let's your have, answer? Let's have an answer. What's the answer,
1: Professor?
3: Francis? Right. Uh, I think yes, because. Nuclear energy is a genie that we're not going to be able to put back in a bottle. So Can't we need to understand it. it and we, yeah, exactly. And we need to,
0: we need the to be, answer able to manage be it. in the lyrics of the Christina Aguilera song, Genie <sighs> in a Bottle, by any chance. If you want to be with me, nuclear energy, baby, there's a price to pay. I'm a genie in the bottle. You've got to rub me the right way. By which I mean only for energy, not for a war against North Korea, which would kill people in South Korea. Professor, I've undermined my previous question, I sense. (laughs) (laughs) Let him answer the first one. He said it's worth it, didn't you, Professor? I did. Right, go on, Matt, see if you can beat my question, and I doubt you can.
1: Um, In the event of a nuclear strike on London, right...
0: Ugh. He's fluffing it! He's Could you survive?
1: It. Could anyone survive if you're an underground bunker? And my the real question is, would you want to? <laughs>
0: <laughs> that is quite good, isn't it, Prof?
3: Yeah, I, I think it depends how big the blast is. There's a lot of detail. Is it above ground or at the surface? Um, yes, many people would survive a a, a small-ish device in London. Um but you'd have big, big problems because the, there are secondary effects like you'll trigger fires, you have got ra- mm. may have radioactive fallout. Um, Can't use hair so conditioner it would- now. <laughs> Some of us are bald enough not to need a con- hair conditioner. I'll mean, um, look at you in
0: your lab and you'll we'll be bald lovely. afterwards. That's right, right. we're all going to be bald, we're all going to be gumming our way through life, our little gnashes spilling about on the floor, bald as coots, fingernails all gone, you in the lab bombs? laughing.
1: What about dirty bombs? I think that's your new nickname. <laughs> <laughs> They're not as dangerous as people say, are they? Because the, uh, the method, like the way the explosion wouldn't be enough to spread the nuclear material, would it?
3: Well, they, they certainly, it depends how much material you have. They could You could certainly make a, a very serious mess. And you could certainly have very significant health effects on
0: relatively
3: small numbers of people. Professor, See, that's not
1: as bad. Like, people about worry about dirty warfare. bombs, but they're not like nuclear bombs.
3: <clears throat> no, no people... they are very different.
0: Do you think we have to decentralise global power so that there is no uh, militaristic force with the capacity to wreak this kind of global havoc? Won't capitalism always lead that's to That's a this...
1: recycled question from talking to Lovejoy.
0: Lovejoy. <laughs> Do you think that the antiques game would necessarily lead you into that much crime? No, like uh, that's I don't know why Matt's talking about love joys. There's something wrong with him. So um, anyway, that was <clears throat> that was a question about ethics and all that kind of thing. Really, look, Professor, have you enjoyed being on this radio show or not?
3: it's been a very illuminating experience thank
0: you and that's a man who works with fission and he's described us as illuminating and i think Mm. by that he probably means me and that i'm probably the least stable element he's ever worked with (laughs) even though he's dabbled with uranium (laughs) professor thank you for coming on thank you for being a good sport thank you for humoring us thank you especially for listening to matt's questions which were i thought quite quite stupid thank you professor
3: It's been interesting. Thank you. That's a jingle. That's a
0: jingle. (laughs) Professor, thank you so much. You're really kind for coming on. Thank you, mate. Cheers. Bye-bye. Bye.
3: Bye. <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: worth waiting for that. Now, you showed me oh, up. No, you ate, crisps. Again. you ate Chris. You ate Chris. No one would have known. Had a professor, a professor, a man with proper qualifications on the phone. And you sit there munching your way for Walker's Square
1: crisps. They're Some of the worst the crisps
0: on the market.
1: These are no. I'm not even going to do an advert for. <laughs> Listen, you really showed me up.
0: You
2: got
1: rid of him right at the point we were starting to little, get the little, you know, <laughs> the you good mean? stuff were... from the center of him.
0: Well, you, you're not using. He's not an atom that you're splitting to try and release I wanted the, to the raw energy more within questions. him. I could have spoken what? to him all what? day. What? what? What other questions? Speak you were, to you for two you, hours you and were, that's you were it. S- scraping, and you were scraping the barrel. All of your questions. Oh, have you got a dirty bum? It was absolute <laughs> swallow <laughs> from start to <laughs> finish. It wasn't. Oh, Sh- Chernobyl, did it really happen? Absolutely. No, actually, all rot.
1: my questions led to things which were a de-escalation of fear. All of your questions? All yours was so hippie. <laughs> <laughs> you could be able to put the genie back in the bottle, man. Rubbish.
0: <laughs> hey, Daddy-O, do you want to come work down my lab, daddy You're going to get to piddle up the of your legs, baby. <laughs> ah, Professor Francis. Do you think we'll ever see? His, he'll never come on again, Willian. After that, oh, what's he gonna? How's he gonna report that to his wife? I liked it when he said about his private life. When he goes, I, goes, I What you from... doing? And he goes. Oh, I mean, I got. I was out in the rain. I went, Why? And he went. That's my private life.
1: <laughs> he <didn't> say that. <laughs> he I thought he just said, said he was, was
0: on a fun run. Well, that's my private life. I You'd I think, a think as
1: a, an expert, he would have gone. Well, I'm not indoors. going on that. Not with this. Yeah, a cloud, cloud of, of nuclear radiation. waste.
0: How much fun do you want to have on that run? Do you think it's fun to have three legs and nine eyes? <laughs> How much fun are you trying to have? All right, time now for an advert, and afterwards we'll be apologising to that professor because Matt's master- going stop eating crisps. What's wrong with you? Advert. Dear Britain, we know you can't wait to take off again to the people and places you love. To feel the sun on your face and the sand down your shorts. Or just read and read and read. Until you feel happy and glorious once more. Take off to Europe from £39
2: each way. British Airways. Made by Britain. T's and C's apply. Limited availability. Price based on a return fare departing London Heathrow in September. See ba.com slash lates for details.
0: Russell Brand. Radio. X. Yeah, yeah! On the radio, you're listening to Roto Band On the radio, you're listening to Matt Morgan munching crisps and licking his back teeth to get all the crisp bits out, just so he can ask some dumb question. Oh, Matt, you really showed me up front of that, Professor. You're really, really I think, good. actually,
1: we both showed ourselves up.
0: I know. Why can't we be cle- At least I do a podcast where I come across as very clever under the skin, where I ask people clever questions, real clever well, stuff. I might
1: have to start doing my own one. <laughs>
0: no, you won't be able to get it off the ground. You won't be able to get it off the ground. I am going to the there'll be no interest. There'll be no demand. What's going to be? You in a couple of klutzies in the back room of pub, South London, <laughs> shivering about in silver jackets. <laughs> hey, is that what you're offering the world? Oh
1: dear. You just weren't prepared for the interview. Were How's
0: he going to explain to his wife just what he just went through? How's he going to go back into his laboratory now and yeah. take m- subatomic particles seriously after what you've just put him through? He's not going to be able. To, I don't either. know how
1: he'll sort of package that back it. to himself.
0: <laughs> yeah, must, what must he think just went on?
1: He just won't care. He'll Just think a oh, couple of idiots. I think yeah, he'll just. But that bias sounded it's sarcastic.
2: <laughs> I think
0: he was uh-huh. fatigued,
1: to be honest. Ooh. I think,
0: like, I reckon he'd rather mess around with dangerous uranium than put up
1: with this rubbish. I bet he's just like, I'm having a little lay down, actually. <laughs> After that it was a pair of buffoons, <laughs> baffling. Feeling rather drained, actually, dear. I, might, <laughs> I might, get, might take the afternoon off, actually. <laughs> just take the dog for a walk. I'm
0: wondering what the point is in all this. <laughs> <laughs> See, there's working my hardest to understand the deepest riddles of the subatomic world for fools,
1: not but fools. At one point, they mentioned (laughs) lovejoy. Hadn't thought about it for 20 years.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Out of nowhere, lovejoy. Apropos
1: of nothing, darling.
0: (laughs) Absolutely nothing. Joy. Suddenly, love me. joy. joy. I'm sure they meant the best, Francis. (laughs) (laughs) They sound like, oh, let me have a quick look on the internet. Oh, no, no, yes, no, they're absolute idiots. It's quite clear. (laughs) 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 Disney's Lion King original script had a very different storyline for Simba and Scar we're all familiar with the tale of the Lion King aren't we ladies and gents but it's emerged that the plot nearly went in a very different direction according to the Lion King what are you doing now eating a banana why do you I'm have to out the Lion King here?
1: I can eat this silently. No, on, no. Let's have a listen. I'm so hungry.
0: Why are you so hungry? What is this void within you that can never be filled unless you're embarrassing professors? Oh, I'll put it down. Now go on, have a bit. It's no,
1: no harm done. Go on, there. you're doing this Lion King thing. You've got loads to read. Scar
0: gets caught in this new version, and he's. Uh, hang on, wait now. Hmm. Scar, wait. Gets caught in the moment. Oh, he's about to kill Simba. <laughs> <laughs> you know why I
1: started eating a banana? Tell me. Because I've already read this story. What happens? Is it boring? Good luck getting something out of it.
0: <laughs> I'll get something out of this. I'll get something out of this. Aha. It's been widely accepted that the Lion King is roughly based on the Hamlet plot.
1: Hmm.
0: Righty-ho. Now, who should be playing Hamlet now at the theatre? Why? It's old Russ, of course. And that's why I'm in negotiations. Get that banana out of your mouth. You couldn't See break a single world record, could you? I can. I can get something out of it. Look, I could play am- <laughs> Floundering all
1: over the place. <laughs> wow. Floundering. Let me choose a story. Go on, you choose your own story. All right, let's have a little look.
0: I'm too busy. You know what I'm thinking about? I'm thinking about Professor Francis. Lying on his chaise lounge with his goggles all askew, baffled <laughs> by what he's just been through. <laughs> Test tubes shattered on the floor. Bunsen burner left on.
1: Lab coat his collar all just tucked all in. All tucked in, in on this
0: What do- Francis, what's happened to your lab coat? What
1: do you know? I all, don't know.
0: All of the splints and pipettes, oh, all, I loved spilled.
1: all that stuff. the litmus paper, that's no, all wasted. I, I was the worst kid. You know when they let you do something like a scouts yeah. or school? Yeah. Where you you would like, it's now we're going to have fire. Fire, fire now. now. Right? I couldn't be trusted with it in any context. No. So when they gave you a splint with a little bit of fire yeah. and then you had to go and light your Bunsen burner.
0: Light the gas tap.
1: Light the gas tap. Light that gas oh, that tap. Worst thing. And in scouts, we were allowed axes, Swiss army mm-hmm. knives, and fire. It's worth putting up with a I nodges. hurt myself with all of those. Not yeah. on purpose.
0: No, of course not. No, it's not, it's not a cry for help. No, you can't be trusted I couldn't for be fire. trusted.
1: And when my parents went out, this is what I used to do. Go on. My sister had had her ears pierced, and so there was that um, surgical spirit. Ooh. Right? I'd go get a Matchbox car, go a little on. toy car, <laughs> and then I'd put tissue in, the, in it, put surgical spirit in it, and light it, and watch it burn. Burn, baby, it's burn. It's madness, isn't it?
0: That is madness, Matthew. They were
1: only downstairs, It makes a
0: lot of sense to me. I wish I'd known that about you when we first oh, met. You must have been a nightmare with matches and things like that. Yeah, I did do a lot of things with matches. I did a lot of things. I was in the cupboards where I wasn't supposed but to be But my in. point
1: is, in a way, we were scientists. We
0: were scientists. I was a scientist in my mum's pants.
1: Were you? <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's no. not weird. Let's talk about it.
0: Anyway, I wasn't a scientist in my mum's pants, but I would always thoroughly investigate, no matter what the time of year, what was going on in those drawers. <laughs> I mean, the chest of drawers. Now, coming up to Christmas... <laughs> coming up to Christmas... you saying
1: you wore them We you just looked at them?
0: I just had a good snoop. A good snoop around them. I and mean, luckily, my dad, he was with all sorts of ladies. So the access to underwear in that place, my God, it was through the roof. It was a shangri. It, it was a Valhalla it. of Rosie's
1: panties. And a little pool. scrapbook. you know, Prit sticking knickers into it.
0: <laughs> Listen, your thing sounded more like a serial killer than mine. You
1: said I was doing sort of science. Setting he was just a fire to Hot
0: Wheels. Fake bird poo toothpaste. Look, there was what? a... Well, you know this. There was a simple incident. A mistake was made where I broke a window in my mum's house by headbutting it when I was a teenager. <laughs> and then I...
1: <laughs> Were you wearing her a- no knickers at the time? Or? <laughs>
0: Only as a hat, and then what I done was is I uh, what I done was is I got some feathers and some <laughs> toothpaste, and I created a fake scene where I put t- I put bits <laughs> of loser. soil in toothpaste and said, "A bird got in here, mum. It was flying around, and the cat has gone for it, and that's
1: why the window glass smashed. was outside because you smashed it from the inside. Did you smash it? Which way did you smash it? Headbutt outwards, always head butt out. So how are you gonna? Did you bring some of the glass indoors?
0: No, You didn't even no, think of cracked. that. Look, it was only cracked, all right? And I ju- actually, I used yoghurt. Yoghurt and toothpaste. And I created fake bird poos everywhere. What, it was a toothpaste with red and blue crime. bits
1: in it, or just white toothpaste? White toothpaste, spatter it up. Why were you headbutting the window?
0: I was probably down in the dumps. <laughs> <laughs> I was down in the old dumpy
1: And whose room was it in?
0: It was in the bathroom.
1: Municipal area. Shared
0: family bathroom
1: what a strange man
0: I was a funny little lad weren't I let's face it just watching Lovejoy thinking my thoughts and who would have known that when I grew up did she
1: believe this
0: yeah they believed it and I put bird feathers everywhere got them over the allotments I went over the allotments and I got not my my stepdad I went over the allotments I got some feathers I made up a nice lot of uh, you know fake bird poo with the uh, toothpaste yoghurt and little bits of earth and then I spattered that about and then I said, well, there's been an incident here, and a major one, mum and stepdad. <laughs> and i tell you what it was, is uh, a bird's got in here, the cat's been chased around, window's cracked out. I don't know the details, why would I, how could I? Oh, uh,
1: right, so you, were cl- you the weren't you claiming is the, everywhere. the bird did a kamikaze smash through the window, you <laughs> were saying it came in the house, and then in tried, in the to, house, get tried to get out, that's quite clever, that's there's Better. all the bird poop. Well, who clues cleaned it are up? everywhere. Obviously not you. You didn't go, tell you what, I'll clean that up, don't worry. So they had to clean it up. They must have known, because the bird poo must have stunk of mint.
0: <laughs> a lot of mint round here. That's why it's in its excretia. Very minty, Essex Plains, the Essex they did, Marshes They, full mean, of they
1: mint. didn't even fall for that at all.
0: Funny enough, I was packed away to psychiatrists not long after. <laughs> special
1: school for, for silly did boys. You have a massive mark on your head. Probably.
0: It was a difficult time. It was a very difficult time. Don't make
1: it all sad. Oh, all
0: right. It's an upbeat story. Now, we've all learned a lot over the course of the show. We've learned how to survive (laughs) Armageddon. We've learned that Matt Morgan cannot be trusted to do even a simple interview with a nuclear physicist without guzzling fruits of the forest and bananas of every description, we've learned that I in childhood was what you might call a lovable rogue. But what <laughs> now must happen in the glory of the Lord for all of you fans of us out there and for people that are listening to this by mistake which ultimately will include <laughs> all of you it's Mr G summarising all Woo! this with rhyme with rhyme
2: okay, this, is, uh, yes, yes. this one was nutty right, okay the Mm. nucleus of the mind bonds are what make matter matter so when things break bad within our fusion the windows of our world shatter Unfold the pillows of all our atoms to avoid such reactions. It's the sloshy backwash of such leaks that forces us to don our silver jackets. For all the wars we've ever fought start with the wilderness in our minds. Why can't we just send cheeky postcards to our futures and break the condition of our design? Let's take jars of Nutella to Carlisle and light the gas taps of happiness when we speak. As we love joy and hate sadness here on Radio X every week.
0: Woo! Give him more money. Give that man the support he deserves. Back him. Back him. Let him start a
1: course. up all the money.
0: I need that money. Exactly. <laughs> I need it for my special experiments with old Francis. We've got to find a new energy source, Professor Francis.
2: I was working in the lab late one night. I
0: did the mash, the monster mash.
2: I love that tune. It's a good tune. I really love that tune. We should yeah. listen to that.
0: Yeah. We should listen to that. Good work there, G. Good work, G. Okay, there's going to be some brief adverts. And then Gordon Smarty Pants will be coming on the airwaves, using his charm, his twinkle, his Scottishness to lift... To all of our spirits. Rogue. Rogue. Well, Matt, are you happy now? I am, actually. God, actually. <laughs> what a terrible, terrible, terrible show it's been. I apologise to you, to our wives, to our children, and our children's children. Well, God, I don't want to go. I'm going to miss you. I love you so much. You're the wind beneath my feathery wings. You're the yockety pup in the bathroom. Adverts.
3: Radio X. Russell Brand.
0: Well, that was the radio show, and I think uh, probably we'll find ourselves, if not knighted, then certainly I think some sort of Sony award, surely, for that, do you think? I don't preempt it. No.
1: How do we get that?
2: When how do we are get they? it, Neil? How you do know we know about we win an award for this? It not exist anymore. Oh, oh, it does
0: exist? Typical. What, do you, what can you get instead? Something for a podcast summit? Uh, yeah,
1: yeah. What <laughs> happened to them?
0: Who shut that down? We've had one before and we didn't even well, go. She oh, yeah. went on his own. And we didn't take it seriously. The
1: Sony Awards were the big they awards. They
0: were prestigious. No I don't sponsor. even know where it is.
1: No sponsors. What, Sony pulled out after we won? Why don't we start our own awards and win them? Hmm? <laughs> <laughs> How
0: about that? For a way out. So, like the Matt Morgan event was such a triumph. I'd like to see a lot more of that sort of stuff go on.
1: Well, so hang on. Let me just... So nobody can win an award in radio anymore. I think there
0: are awards. What are they and can we have it? We can
1: enter... Come on, then. Oh, no, not some bloody... Quickie know, break. You know, award.
0: Quickie <laughs> snitch. New York awards, there's
1: one. I'd like that.
3: Archive awards. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, sounds weird. I don't want that. <laughs> yeah.
3: Well, anyway, it'd be nice... I was if only got- doing
1: this for awards. And I- money.
0: I- I'd like <laughs> the, and the awards. Presence. Right. MRI tech will make telepathy possible in eight years, I predict. Former Facebook and Google X engineer Mary Lou Jepsen... Believes she can create a hat that can read your thoughts (laughs) and transfer them digitally to someone else. Well, why not? She's using MRI technology to create a prototype to digitise thought and believes it can be done within eight years. Go on, Mary. Hang on, there's a
1: lot of guesses and sort of, look, she believes she can create a hat. Yeah. She she thinks it'll take eight years. She reckons it's going to work. I don't think this is going to take decades.
0: Why don't you... You're a bit of a sexist pig, aren't you, mate? Not backing Mary's hat? No. Why don't you back Mary's magic well, hat?
1: gender is irrelevant.
0: Is it, mate? Or are you against her?
1: No. Because of it. I'm not a misogynist. Who is, you know, then? What's this silly cow saying? <laughs> <laughs> Here we
2: look.
1: Her start-up... Oh, so she's, she's got financial uh, investment in this thing. So she wants people to go, you know, give her money, right? Yeah. So it's a... It's a ruse.
2: It's a ruse, Mary. First what up else? is creating
1: a device that can enable us to see inside our brains or bodies. Well, which one, love? Because you know, oh,
0: don't you? love her off? What's wrong love with her? you today? With
1: this comes the promise of new abilities to diagnose and treat disease. And well, look, Ever she started si- off saying you can read your thoughts, and then she talks about treating disease. Ever since you If anyone can read your words? thoughts? Go on. What your dirty little thoughts? <laughs> what am I thinking about right now? Then? Hang on, let me look at you. Oh, Oh. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) he
0: oh now that's not in. Wait a sec, Professor Francis and I. Yes, we are gonna work on our friendship because I think there was a lot of. I'd say there was all juice in that friendship.
1: No, hang on, wait. Let's. That's a huge thing, right? I'm bored of it now. Imagine you could digitally read someone's thoughts. Someone's thoughts, right? That's the beginning of the end, isn't it? Why? Well, because. You can barely say anything these days. Yeah,
0: darling, tell us all your intimate business, will you, sweetheart? I don't
1: think that's true. I don't think that there's no way because someone's you know like that dream sort of thing. Yeah. There's no way you could like scan someone's brain and then see on a Translate screen what it. they're thinking.
0: Yeah, how could there be a universal essential? I told language you I once watched thought. Richard and
1: Judy, and he went, oh, "I think one day someone will <laughs> film a baby's dream, uh, and that'll be a massive hit in cinemas." <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: Vatican outlaws gluten-free bread for Holy Communion. Bread used to sell... And you're a Catholic, Matt, so you can kiss goodbye to Holy Communion.
1: I haven't had Holy Communion for years. Well, why
0: have you let yourself go? In a letter to a bishop, Cardinal Robert Sarah sexy, said the bread can be low gluten. That's all, as far as he's prepared to go. But he said there must be enough protein in the week. Protein? Yeah, that's
1: good protein, that. Yeah, that's good slapping protein. Absolute... <laughs> what are those people who live in the Billy? no Hick. Was, Shla- it it? yokel yokel yeah that's the word
0: the new rules are needed because the bread is now sold in supermarkets and on the internet said the why carton. why
1: are they selling holy bread in oh, i suppose it's not holy till it's blessed look
0: i'm thinking but why oh. are
1: you buying it in a supermarket cuz oh, I've, I've got to get those <laughs> jammy dodgers and get some <laughs> communion bread <laughs> why have you got why is people what's going on <laughs>
0: People might want to start their own religions, and so what I if I want the to start taste mine? Of it.
1: I remember the texture of it, and it Don't was put your a, a bit out. like those UFOs with were yeah. in.
0: Oh, they were delicious.
1: Well, that's what it was like because you've probably religion, never heard it, have you?
0: It will be those you. Un- no, wafers are like. Wafers. Never
1: had it. Never <laughs> had it. You think you're religious? You've never even tried the body Listen, of Christ. Mate,
0: I turned up a. At-
1: I turned out of a church and I snaffled a few of their... You're not allowed because you're not a Catholic. You I've should... had a couple of I'm crab cakes. it didn't burn its way out of your tummy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Look, I'm just going to start a better religion than Catholicism. You're going to have flying saucers instead. <laughs> it's going to be a real sure, wheeze. Everyone's going to love it. Come,
1: Come on. I say flying saucer of Christ. Yeah. Flying of saucer Christ, of the Lord. And then the other person... What do you say when you get it? You, Catholic. Here's Garrett. the blood, here's the body. Nah, you've never been to church. The corner, chocolate's made. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've told you many times how scared I was because you're not meant to eat for an hour before. That's right. I'd always forget and then be there, and then you go up and think, uh oh, Jesus <laughs> is going to get down there in my tummy.
0: There he'll be, and he'll be sloshing about with and Tony he'd, he'd the like Tiger. kick
1: off like when he was in the temple with the moneylenders. <laughs> What's
0: going on in There's here? There's Coco Pops in here! <laughs> I didn't agree to this or that, and now I'm going to burrow my way out of his stinky little body. <laughs> Goldfish stay alive <laughs> in icy water by getting drunk. What are you eating now?
1: I'm picking up the story that you've just started reading, because you... I'm a professional.
0: I, I, I'm thinking of ringing the professor up again and just saying to him, "I'm very sorry for Matt's questions. I'm sorry we undermined you as a physicist. I'm so sorry." We didn't undermine him. He was the wind beneath our wings, that professor, and we undermined him. Researchers revealed that goldfish produce lactic acid by swimming hard when late. Oh, I don't know. the call them swimming hard.
1: <laughs> <laughs> swim, swim
0: hard. <laughs> swim hard. Swim right into my life. Swim right into. I've never seen my a goldfish trunks. in the
1: wild. Of course you haven't.
0: You've lived a very sheltered life. I've seen them hundreds of times. I've you have No one's ever seen them. No them. they
1: only ever seen in houses I've had them nibbling oh, in my
0: tooth. I've had them nibble in my mouth. Have you had that?
1: No, I haven't had that, but I would do it. They're not goldfish, anyway. Come on, read this. It's good.
0: Did you used to know about sticklebacks as a boy? What? Sticklebacks, newts, water boatmen, mm-hmm. the creatures of the pond... Mm. Uh,
1: well, my nan and granddad had a pond. that had frogs in it. There
0: would have been sticklebacks. Once
1: ran one over with a lawnmower and it sprayed it all over his trousers. My what a frog? A frog. You think they're green? Not when you run over them with a lawnmower, mate. <laughs> they show their true
2: colours.
0: It's red inside. Frog. Yeah.
1: <clears>
0: For it, these fish of yours, Matthew. Allow uh, they they swim so hard that it takes them over the drink drive limit. It allows. Oh, no, to-
1: come on. Who says that? The professor was here. He'd hit you with a book. <laughs> Researchers <laughs> revealed that goldfish produce lactic acid by swimming hard when lakes freeze over, right? That's one bit of information. That then <laughs> distills to ethanol, pure alcohol, oh. and puts them over the drink drive <laughs> limit. I don't know how they tested that or why you would even think that a fish could drive.
0: It allows them, <laughs> it allows them to survive long, harsh Dirty winters in oxygen-free waters. Biologist Dr. Michael Berebrink of University of Liverpool said, they're able to withstand large (laughs) amounts of alcohol. It's amazing. Lactic acid is a byproduct of massive sex appeal. When muscles use carbohydrates to create energy, but only goldfish and crucian carp, which are related, are known to convert it to alcohol. Goldfish chilled in jars and chilled in bars. In the study, suffered no ill effects and could still reproduce... The goldfish is arguably one of the most resilient pets. Bullshit. So, that's crap, man. Goldfish, goldfish die at the all drop time. of a hat. They don't even they make it back the from the fair half the time, do they? No, no, they're rubbish. Yeah.
1: But this is interesting because lactic acid is what makes your muscles hurt after you work mm-hmm. out. That can be converted into alcohol. So where are you going with this? Where are you going? Keep going. You, you can ask. do this. person one day who'll evolve to turn a good workout into booze <laughs> and be able to drink it through their own body. So they'll work out, come yeah. home, sit down and be hammered. Drunk as a skunk and fit as a fiddle, it's Bruce Lee himself. <laughs> Kiss me, you fool. But yeah, goldfish, I had one, I had a few and they always went down the toilet eventually, didn't they?
0: Yeah, they did, they did and I in a way liked it. And those little newts that I used to get from over the pits across the street, well, sometimes they died.
1: Why did everyone's parents put them in the toilet, the goldfish? Because wouldn't you just wrap it in tissue and put it in the bin? Because I suppose people have the, just the association
0: of water. Yeah, but you saying, wouldn't
1: do that with a gerbil, would you?
0: Yeah, but you don't have an association with water That's with a gerbil. what I'm saying.
1: But like, it's the same thing. Say you had a small gerbil mm-hmm. the size of a goldfish. You wouldn't go, he's dead, put him down the toilet. That would seem really revolting and... In sort of inhumane
0: it's about sort of systems of taxonomy I think you categorise a fish as being an aquatic animal so putting it down the toilet don't seem wrong whereas a burial in earth you can't return the whole ritual of burial is about returning it to the earth I think that's interesting but that is
1: interesting it is interesting because the thought of burying a goldfish in a garden seems slightly wrong disgusting
0: it does seem it seems wrong I think best best of all Pop it in your body. <laughs> like a little little suppository. <laughs> Up it goes, like a waxy little bullet, sharp at one end, rough at the other.
1: <whistles> Up you go, <laughs> and that'll do till Christmas. Yeah, it might not come out, because it might get, another you know, way the barbs of the, uh, like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> the barbs
0: of its fins. Yeah. And on that note, here is Jenny May Finn, a person who works here. Jenny, are you all right? Do you think you could survive in the sewers like that Beauty and the Beast guy did for so long? Remember him?
2: He lived down there and he had
1: a gay old time, didn't he? Well, that lion bloke lived he in the sewers?
0: He was all right. Was- lion
1: got to do with the sewers? Huh? It, what, that f- I've never watched it. Well, because he was embarrassed.
0: Was wasn't he? <laughs> so he oh, went down to Sewers.
1: Well, because he was a beast? Because he, yeah, he always been a beast? I him watched like that? Beauty
0: and the Beast the other day. I liked him better when he was a beast. If I had to have sex with Beauty, Beast out of Beauty and the Beast, either before or after, I'd have had him as Beast. He looks like Chewbacca. <laughs> he looks like he's going to be a lot of fun. When he's a bloke, he's just some normal bloke out of bloody Downton Abbey. I wouldn't do it with him. Do you
1: identify as female up? in the story? Why didn't you say I'd rather. And you know, I'm not judging you for it. Mm, go on, when go on. Why didn't you go I'd rather be him when he's a beast. He looks much better. But you said I'd rather have sex with him when he's a beast. You saw yourself as the woman in the story, which is big-headed because she, she was beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> I'll
0: tell you why because that's the dilemma. She falls in love with him when he's a beast and then like he the true cause of love, he becomes some nicer guy. Well, I liked him better when he was a beast. And if I had to do it with him, I'd do this it. This is a metaphor a
1: for your life of settling down. What? Hold you on you a minute. A beast and now Oh no, you're a man. Oh, gosh, I used to be a you beast. You want to be a beast. 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 Stop being a beast. I used to be Chewbacca, <laughs> and now I'm... Uh, this is why you've cut all your nose hair out, because you're trying to become a man, not a beast.
0: I've pulled it out. I didn't cut it out. i pulled it out on a stick. I wish I'd brought it with me. You'd have loved it. Like a little mouse mop. Oh, glad you didn't it, to be honest. Now I've bought a gift for your
1: Sylvanian
0: families. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a little mop chimney sweeper. A little, from, a little mum, m- mummy mouse has got a mop now. Here's a mop for Mummy Mouse to sweep the house. Sylvanian families only from Tommy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Did you ever get into them? I didn't like they were sort of velvety. I think
0: they made my put my teeth on edge. Well, you when, you, when
1: you rubbed the velvetiness of them?
0: Oh, uh, yeah, you rubbed out I the wrong way. It
1: was too expensive and it was too domesticated.
0: I was in a toy shop the other day, time of my life. So what? Know. So when and families, is only from Tommy. A lot of the people that work with us now are thinking about other stuff. I know, their, I want to go home. They're thinking about their families. I can see them doing it. They're thinking about their bloody families. Well,
1: <laughs> Perhaps that is why I've
0: identified with Beastie out of Booty and the Beast. Why is it again? Because I'm... Turning into a normal boy like Penoblo. Through
1: love, you've been normalized from a beast to a man. Love. But inside, you still crave the beast. I do crave the beast. Yeah, I yeah. and there'll be you and Bear lined up, both fucking cushions. <laughs> <quite>
2: <laughs> <tonight>. <laughs> How'd you fold it, Bear? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Can't get that silky purple cushion from the other <laughs> yeah. room. No I reckon she's a gar- right lover. No,
0: Tiori gar- me
2: No,
1: look at Jenny's face she just wants to go on.
0: what we've done there is we've let out too much madness hopefully this will be subjected to quite a vicious edit well we've tried our level best to entertain you and before you complain that was free what you just listened to absolutely bloody free at point of purchase now get on iTunes
1: there is a hidden cost
0: there's a hidden cost to your soul yes yes there is a hidden cost get on that iTunes and you will give it five stars and you will review it and you will review it well and you will use proper language none of that crap all right, I give
1: every I give every Uber driver five stars. Matthew. So why don't I get five? Why don't we get five stars? Matt's out there dishing out five stars. I had one the other day. This bloke just quickly, right, mm. and he was like. Yeah, I got a review and some bloke said, I looked at it, I thought I had five stars, I had no stars or oh. one star or something, right? And then and then they'd written comments and they'd said that his car smelt <gasps> and stuff like that. Oh, and he was really it. hurt, right? Yeah. And he'd been yeah. telling me, like, oh, he used to be a mini cab driver, now he uses Uber. Because, yeah. well, there was none of that back in the day, you know, whatever, right? Mm. And then I got out of the car, said, I'll give you five stars. And then when I got in my house, I did give him five stars. Good, thank God. But I also thought, what if yeah. I just wrote a really cutting review <laughs> after that encounter and just went you know strong smell of marijuana in the car inappropriate touching mm. he kissed me when i got <laughs> out
0: is so, the possibility of those things is sometimes very disruptive never like do them, but when you, nice think, to you, you think oh i could just grab them i could just push them over i could shout something mad yeah the weird things you could say that life is like kind and then of And hard you
1: think of him going Oh, bloody hell, I didn't do any of them things. But we've got to do it I positively. don't smoke marijuana.
0: Why don't we track that man down and make him so happy and pump him up so he's so high on love that he goes giddy and mad?
1: Because I mean, then he might become a monster. Like Pygmalion. He would be the best.
0: I think you can turn anyone mad by just being so loving at them that they go berserk. And that's what I was trying to do at the Matt Morgan Appreciation Society Awards.
1: No, yeah, you weren't. You switched off. Someone sent me a video of you glazing over when no, G was no. talking.
0: I was not glazed. Oh, I was I'm trying to get that transfer you. off of my bloody iPhone. Because like, a transfer got on the screen of my phone.
1: Yeah, uh, temporary tattoo I love tattoo that tattoo. I had it for ages, did you? Yeah, it not yeah, come off. really scrub it off.
0: Okay, it only came off when I'd done jujitsu. I was, luckily I did it so hard, that drew gypsu that my bloody tattoo came off. But up until then, I was still tattooed. I had it. I was looking down at my hand every time I looked down at it. Matt Morgan, Matt Morgan. It was there haunting me, haunting me it was. It was like someone in a sort of a peculiar you prison like of appreciation. A
1: shameful birthmark. Huh? Right, should we let people go then? Don't
0: go anywhere. you are being very clingy
1: today. What am I clingy? You want to say goodbye to the radio. You didn't want to say goodbye yeah. to the podcast. What
0: is it? Um, oh, i tell you what it is. I've got to go and try my wedding dress in a minute. <laughs> can you feel my love tonight? Well, thank you. I've tried my very best. And that's all I can offer. Good night, Britain. This, this
2: is this. Radio X. Russell Brand.